In order to keep bringing you guys tons of free content, we work with brand partners who you'll hear from in this episode, including an advertisement from Zopa Bank. We're launching 20s Fest, an immersive event that will help you take your next step in your 20s. Whether that's progressing your career, starting a business, getting your money stitch sorted, buying a house, prioritizing your well-being, or making new friends, this is the event to be at. Help us shape the event by pre-registering your details via the link below. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Talk 20s podcast. Today, we're joined in the studio by Made in Chelsea's Sam Prince. But this is Sam as you've never seen him before. When doing the research for this podcast, the only narrative I could find about Sam in the news and across the media was that he was just a carefree party boy, often labelled as childish and immature. However, the Sam we met on our briefing call was not like this at all. And this sparked a huge discussion around whether a self-confessed party boy can really grow up. In this episode, Episode, we chat about Sam's 20 so far, from gracing our TV screens at 18 to building two successful sustainability-focused businesses. This is one of the most interesting chats we've ever had on the podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button and enjoy the episode. So Sam, welcome to the Talk 20s podcast. It is a delight to have you on the sofa. We struggled to get you booked in because Made in Chelsea's filming is still going on. I'm sorry. I, I nearly, yeah, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I was, we were booked in one day and then we were filming yep. and didn't work out, but I'm really happy to be here. Also, the studio is delicious. It's quite delicious. nice. Delicious. I love that word. Honestly, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for guys for having me. It, it, it's a delight to have you. And I think what we really want to discuss today is the stuff that we see all the time in the headlines with Sam Prince and everything to do oh, with Made in Chelsea. There's so many headlines about me. There, there are quite a few. You know, <laughs> you type yourself, type you in on Google, there are quite a few. Really? Yeah, there are. Oh, we I do need to, maybe I need to Google myself more. And maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe. maybe <laughs> don't. But I think one of the things that we really wanted to chat about on the podcast is that like reality TV, we have quite a few reality TV stars that come onto the really? podcast. And Who's your favourite? Who's my favourite that I've had? Oh, um... I love Sharon Gafka. She was amazing when she came onto the podcast and she's doing amazing things now. Like, so nice. she's obviously on Love Island. Um, but yeah, no, we we love having guests on the podcast um, that are from this space because it's often really interesting to see life outside of reality TV. Yeah. So you're going to tell us a little bit more about that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm actually, yeah, ask me whatever questions. I'll, uh, I'm keen to. It's going to be a good podcast. Now, when I did Google you, Sam, and I was going to say don't Google it yourself, because there's quite a lot of words that I saw, like rebel, childish, immature, menace, mm-hmm. liar. Do you think you live up to all of those names? Liar. Liar. There's um, one that said liar. I think, I think my younger self definitely lives up to those names, for sure. I think I, ever since I was a kid, I've always been going against the grain, whether it was my fat, whether being at school and I was always the kind of class clown always trying to mess around and Mm -hmm. I actually thrived off that and I think I probably definitely have taken that into my later years as well um so yeah I do that probably does align with me for sure Mm -hmm. and do you think that's why you got the Made in Chelsea gig I think I'm I'm pretty spontaneous I probably don't I I do things and maybe don't think about them Mm um yeah well I know from chatting to you that recently like there's been a lot of growing up in kind of your world and oh yeah I'm on this whole big rebrand for It's around about 12 months now where I've been trying to um, kind of be the best possible Sam I can be. I think I've been, I've made lots of mistakes for relationships uh, where I, yeah, I just want to be better. And I feel like I I nearly lost my girlfriend for a period of time. And I was like, I don't want that to ever happen to me again. So I was like, yeah, this is a whole new Mm rebrand. 
would you say then that you're doing it like the rebrand is for a girl or is it I would say for a, for a girl, girl but it's like I I think I think I turned 25 and I was like I need to grow up a little bit okay have I grown up I don't know but I think I'm getting better for yeah. sure and I guess that's why you come on the Talk 20s podcast because a lot that's of That's exactly why I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of your 20s is that. You kind of go, I think a lot of people would be able to relate. Like loads of us will have like a young, reckless, like youth where we've literally just been really careless. We're not really very thoughtful. And then as you kind of grow up into your 20s, you kind of put on this bit more of like a, you know, a, I don't, it's not even serious, but you're just a little bit more pulled together. Yeah. I think I spent a lot of my youth from like 18 to 24, I was just out the whole time. I just thought it was like mm. the best thing ever. I couldn't believe that I could go out and just party the whole time. And I was just going out three to four nights a week. It, I just found it just so Moorish. And now my life's changed dramatically where I maybe go out twice a month. Things have changed a little bit. And also I'm in quite a serious relationship and um, I think it's just part of growing up. Don't get me wrong, I still love a night out, yeah. but it's... Um, they're not as common as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it back to Sam then growing up way before you kind of were on Made in Chelsea and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit more about your experience and, and growing up. Growing up, I was lucky enough to go to a great school. And um, I mean, to be honest, I still want to go back to school. I think about it all the time. School for me was just the best time ever. Mm-hmm. When else is there, will there be a period in my life where I can just go and see my mates every day? It was just like... Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, at school, I was, I got what, I did what I kind of needed to do at school. I got my grades, but at the same time, I was just constantly getting in trouble. I think I was just, I was always just doing the most silly things, which I still find quite funny now. But at the same time, I just, I was just quite a young boy, I think. Um, and that was kind of my school life. And then I, I left school. Um, I worked as an estate agency for a little while mm-hmm. when I was 18. I said to my I'm moving to London. Um, walked into a Foxton's in South Kensington. I was like, and I met this guy called Brad, who was the manager. And he said, I, I said, I, I really need a job. And he said, and within a week I was working there, did that for a year and realized this is just not for me. And then I started my first business when I was 19. Um, what was your first business? My first business, I was selling hats. Okay. Prince caps, kind of had my own name on my hat. It seems a bit, seems a bit bizarre now, but at the same time, <laughs> Um, at the time, I thought it was great. And that was kind of my first, um, yeah, step of uh, trying try business by myself. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur then? I think I've always wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I never understand the struggles of actually being your own boss. I think yeah. everyone wants to be that almost like founder of a company. But I think it's there's a lot of steps that need to be taken for order to that to become a founder, but also become successful. I'm sure you know as well, mm-hmm. it's a difficult... Um, struggle I think starting your own company especially in this current climate let's move it to a little bit more of a chat about your background and in terms of your family I know you were really really close to your grandparents growing up tell us a little bit more about yeah wowee that's a switch up um um, yeah I was I I grew up very closely with my with my grandparents I lived my nana for many years of my life um and this year has been a roller coaster. Back end of last year, I was kind of in Bali having the best time. Came back at Christmas and uh, my granddad sadly um, was dying and passed away. And then two weeks later, my, my, my grandmother passed away. So it was like a, a huge change and shift in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my nan was regarded as, I saw her as my mother. So it was a, a huge shock to the system and um 
yeah, it was a, a very difficult. And it's still still now I, I'm even on the way here, I'm on the train, I'm I'm waiting for her to text me. And I've never lost, I, I've always found myself, I'm extremely grateful that I've never actually lost anyone in my family. And um, it kind of all happened all at once, uh, which was really difficult. And I'm still, I, still now I'm waiting for her to text me. I, I, I find it very difficult to believe mm-hmm. that it happens, um, that it happened. Um, but it's something that over time will get easier. And uh, yeah, it's um, a tricky one. Because I've never dealt with grief and I feel like yeah. I've never really been able to I, I, I can sympathise with people. I've never really understood what grief's actually like and um, losing someone and that feeling that they're never coming back is a very, yeah, it's, it's a tough one to ever get your head around. Um, and I think you have good days where everything's fine, but then you have bad days where, um, God, I wish I said this or I, I wasn't ready for that. But um, I, I'm very fortunate that I had the most un- incredible relationship with her and she... Yeah, I mean, she was just unbelievable. I couldn't have asked for a better grandmother or, or mom in ever. She was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's lots of beautiful memories I have, but at the same time, it's ex- extremely saddening, mm-hmm. especially when I've got so, so much going on in my life and that one person you want to talk about, talk to about um, your highlights is not there, is uh, a tricky one. Mm-hmm. If you could say something to her now, like <sighs> given all of that, like, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would, what would you want to I, say? I think it's. I think it's more just miss catching up with her. Yeah. Um, but there's the day to day, day to day catching up. Like she messaged me every day. It was a phone call nearly every day, and mm. it was um, constant um, checking in with each other. And we're this little team where, um, yeah, I was. Yeah, there's so many things I would love to say to her, but um, that time's gone. She sounds like an amazing, amazing oh, she's person. She's also just classic. Yeah. Like she was just someone you could have a giggle with. And oh. for me, it was like that was as much as she was my mom and my nana, but also she was my best mate. Mm-hmm. Like she had great chat mm-hmm. and it was just, um, I was just extremely lucky to have her. And mm-hmm. also I'm, I'm turning 20, 26 soon and I've lived almost 26, 26 years with her and um, I have the fondest memory. So I'm extremely mm-hmm. lucky so lucky but uh but these things happen mm-hmm, absolutely so you you spent most of your like childhood growing up with your grandparents well it was very much with my mom and dad mm-hmm. but also um i when i got a bit older i saved my grandmother um for a little bit as well so it was kind of mix and match you a trouble like a troublemaker growing up? i was like, such a troublemaker yeah i was always you? getting in trouble always like i was always messing around at school i was very fortunate to go to a great school and i probably uh messed around a lot I imagine you probably sent your grand a bit like wild when you were you know causing all that trouble she was probably she, like the thing ah, is, she was a bit of rebel herself I so I think she. my mum always says that I get it from my nana because <laughs> right. she's always one who's just like a bit of a rebel and um I think that's where I get it from for sure yeah, she doesn't really cool. she lives in the moment she's very spontaneous and mm-hmm. that's kind of me as well it's really important that we do talk about grief on the podcast though because I think for many people your 20s is, you know, some people experience it earlier on in life, but like this is a, a point in your life where you really have to come to terms with one, being an adult, and then two, coming to terms with really like adult emotions. And when you're a little bit younger, grief can sometimes feel a little bit different to when you're, okay, I'm a fully fledged adult now and I've lost this person. And I think it's a really difficult thing to come to terms with. How have you found that kind of period of your life? I think, yeah, it's a really difficult thing to come to terms with. I feel like, um, 
everyone's dealing from what I've learned. I feel like everyone's de- everyone's has their own battles with certain things, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, yeah, it's maybe been way more understanding of like um, people and grief. And I have a few friends of mine who have lost their parents, and I can't imagine the, what they're going through. It's um, it's a really tough situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, taking it to the Made in Chelsea storylines oh, yeah, and yeah. the and the relationships that you had. Uh, you've had quite a few high profile relationships. Relationships that I have been say in high profile. Or relationships that have been in the public eye, shall yes. we say? Yeah, yeah. Um, what has your experience of dating been in the public eye? I, I to be honest, if I'm really honest, I wouldn't say that I've dated many people in the public eye. I'm no Brad Pitt, but I think, <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, I, I've dated some people in the public eye. I don't really see it as as um, it's not a massive change, really. Seeing your relationship. L- played out on a television okay, show. Okay, see, yeah, seeing a relationship played out on television is, is yeah, it's a different story. It's a different story. Because suddenly <laughs> everyone knows your business. Everyone yeah. knows, as much as uh, people see the show is not real or scripted, that is very much not the case. What you see on the show is very real. There's mm-hmm. real emotions. There's, um, when you have that scene and you're talking about things in your relationship with someone who you truly love, there's a huge after effect to that as well because you take, mm. we're not playing characters. We're not playing actors and we're going home and I can leave that Sam, at, leave that Sam at work. I go home and I'm still Sam. Yeah. So as those emotions and how you feel is it, extremely real mm. and um, it can be so difficult at times because also you're not just sharing it with your colleagues, colleagues, with your friends on the show. Um, you're also sharing it with the general public. When you step into your 20s, some of the biggest struggles our listeners share with us are money orientated. We know it's hard sometimes to find your feet in regards to money when big life changes happen. Maybe you're leaving uni, moving out, moving cities, starting a new job, getting married, making career changes, starting businesses. These big life moments can be expensive. And that's why we've teamed up with our sponsors, Zopa Bank, to open up more conversations around money. To us, it's really important that we talk more openly with our friends and close network about how money impacts our lives. So let's stop brushing this under the carpet and start opening up. Thank you, Zopa, for supporting us on this mission. You can find out more about Zopa by downloading their app. Mm-hmm. And the general public seem to have a very, sometimes have a very particular view on your relationship, on how you treat other people. But yeah, it can be so difficult sometimes um, trying to kind of navigate through that. And uh, yeah, can be tough. Is there anything that's really shocked you about you know, living life in the way you do or made in Chelsea that you kind of think, oh, I didn't expect that to be an outcome of of being on a show like this. Not really, no. It's mm. exactly how you expected. Yeah, I think it's how I expected. Yeah, I, th- I don't think there's any like big surprises for mm-hmm. sure. Um, it's definitely benefited me massively in business-wise for sure. Um, but yeah, nothing really. In terms of your relationships then, tell us about your lovely, gorgeous girlfriend, Inga. Inga, yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's lovely. Um, we're in the process of moving in with each other, which is exciting, which is a big step. Huge. Um, huge step. And so, yeah, this it's going to be an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Mm. And your the latest season that has just come out, you've just recorded and it's going to be out when? By the time this comes out, this will be like, will be the back end of the season. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be going on to the summer season, which mm-hmm. is... Super exciting. exciting. Are you still the kind of party boy? Like, is that what That's, you're kind also, of... Also, people are like, do you play, do you play this character? And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I'm not playing any you. character. <laughs> and no one else is playing characters. We're yeah. very much being ourselves on camera. And yeah. I feel like it's... Um, right now, I'm playing me. 
Yeah. And I think at times I used to play up and I used to do stuff which was a little bit, I would say, rare mm-hmm. um, to probably the general public. But I feel like people do make these mistakes growing up and mm-hmm. I've made loads of mistakes. I'm only 25 and I made several mistakes, but I just think it's part of learning and growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think these mistakes are definitely molding me into a better Sam. Yeah. What do you think then that better Sam is like doing that's different then from like previous years? I don't go out as much. Mm-hmm. I am way more focused on work. I feel like I've given myself more responsibility elsewhere other than girls and going out, which mm-hmm. I think has definitely put me into a, a better path and led me down a, a road which I think is way more healthier mm-hmm. and has longevity. Going out the whole time is just has, I mean, it's fun, but it's not like, Doing wrong, I love a night out, but at the same time, it's just not, it shouldn't be the be or end or. And it, it, it's, at one point, it was just like, I was just filming, going out, and that was kind of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I experience way more of not living that routine. For the relationships and the situationships that you've had on the show, what's been your biggest learning from all of that? Oh, biggest learning. I think I upset, I upset my, girl, my girlfriend, Inga. I upset her massively last year when, um, there was another girl involved in our relationship and that mm-hmm. was a huge kind of learning curve seeing someone upset as much as it can be deemed on camera that I don't really care like that was soul destroying for me the fact that I've had that effect on someone else and I think that's for me is a, a huge like learning mm-hmm. curve I don't want to make anyone sad as much as I seem like I've been pretty good at it um I definitely that's not the way I want to go forward. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who watch Made in Chelsea would probably ask, well, what's different? What's changed? How is this going to be like the one that you're, you'll see yourself with for a long time? Do you feel that way? Like I feel that way. I, for me, it's, I, I'm, I very much try and live in the moment as much as possible. And I'm, right now I'm having fun with Inga and it seems to be healthy for me. Yeah. Um, is she the one? Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one wants to be in a relationship for two years and not to work out. But yeah, yeah I mean, I hope so for sure. Amazing. Um, you also recently came out and spoke about um, the fact that you've been recently diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. How I mean, has that impacted your life? Because that must be huge. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I'm ADHD right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love ADHD. <laughs> Constant distractions. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got diagnosed what, last year. Um, I've always, even at school, I was always distracted. Mm-hmm. Always distracted. I could either have hyper focus or just getting an email done would be the most difficult task in the world. Um, but that has been a very interesting kind of discovery because it has allowed me to understand myself more and understand where, how Sam works. Because I always wonder, why am I so distracted? Why do I not want to do this task? Why do I find it hard to get things done? But now I understand the reasons why. And I think I've definitely found a a happy way for me to get through things and a more productive way to get through things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just living healthier not going out as much um, and just learning the best way I work. And I think I've definitely found that way. Do you think, I'd be very interested to know actually, do you think that's played a part in your, in the kind of whole rebrand? Because obviously for you, finding out something like that about yourself is probably a huge, a huge part of like an understanding about yourself. And that kind of seems to have come at a point where you're like, I'm not that creative, the party boy that I kind of, you might have seen in earlier seasons of, of Made in Chelsea. Do you think that's had an impact, those two coming together at the same, kind of the same time? Well, the ADHD and... And, and yeah, and like realising that you kind of don't want to live that party boy lifestyle. And, maybe, maybe. I think it's been a lot about growing up. Yeah. I think the ADHD has just been, it's been a nice discovery to understand why I work in certain ways. Because mm-hmm. especially in my work life, I remember I've like, 
I can either be unbelievable at a task or I can be it's really struggle to do small things. So that's been kind of the main highlight and benefit of finding that out. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's kind of helped with the rebrand. I mm-hmm. wouldn't really say that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people on the show have also come out and said that they've got ADHD yeah, I think, as well. I think like, a few people do have the show. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but I know a few people do, yeah. Do you feel like it's quite common for people in in the world that you're in to... I just keep seeing more and more people kind of come out with by saying they've got ADHD and it's, I mean, it tends to be a lot of people who it, are, it's, it's also, in, you know, either influencers or they, you know, performers, or just creators. There's, there's loads of people. Everyone's coming out and saying they have ADHD, which is, um, I guess, a good thing. I'd love to ask you a little bit more about your 20s in general. Yeah, please um, do. And I would love to know what your biggest adulting failure is. Is there something that you've done that you think, I cannot believe I even did that, like, a younger Sam. It can be something you learned from. It can be something funny, anything you can kind of think of. I may have not made it yet. I may have not made my biggest twenties fail, but I think I've definitely made big mistakes in relationships for sure. Mm. Um, especially over the last year with, with Inga, that's probably been big fuck ups, making people sad has been, um, definitely a big learning curve, mm-hmm. a big one that I regret for sure. Mm. But I think that's part of growing up. I think twenties yeah. is, um, it's an interesting age cause you're so young and I feel like you can kind of get away with certain things. Yeah. And like, I'm turning 26 next week and I'm, and people are saying, oh, we want to do something for your birthday. And I'm like, absolutely not. Because I'm still 25. Because I like the, I like being in my 20s. Yeah. I, I'm scared. I don't want to get old. I'm very much happy in this place. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, yeah, your 20s are all about learning. And I think, um, I hopefully I have... I'd rather learn as much as possible I can in my 20s and, and not fuck up later in life. Yeah. But um, yeah, the 20s are also very difficult because so much responsibility comes from very quickly. 100%. Um, which I think, is, I found it, I don't want to be here talking about like mental health and stuff, but at the same time, I, I can understand why there are so many issues currently with people's mental health mm. and also how they are dealing with things because there seems to be an immense amount of pressure on young people people are constantly scrolling on Instagram with like, and people are seeing people driving these amazing cars and living this luxurious lifestyle. And realistically, are they living that life in reality? Probably not. And I feel like it's a very damaging social world we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really quite scary that people and the people are putting immense amount of pressure on themselves when actually they should just chill. Mm. and just um, keep working hard on whatever their passion is and I'm sure it'll work out. Have you felt that pressure then kind of growing up to kind of live a certain lifestyle? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's like, I think it's, I've definitely seen, I've definitely, yeah, seen that. Especially with social media. I mean, people's screen time's now outrageous. I mean, Mm. the other day I looked at my screen time, it was like seven hours. Wow. What the fuck was I doing for seven hours? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? What? was I doing but it's yeah. just like you're you get sucked in and then you get down these holes and you're like looking at different pages and like you're looking at other people and you're constantly I feel like you find yourself constantly um comparing yourself to other people mm-hmm. and I think that can become incredibly unhealthy and I, I definitely get sucked into it I feel I have a little brother and um he was he's been working out loads and he's like i want to look like this and this guy's so fucking jacked and i'm thinking <laughs> please like this is not real mm-hmm. like this guy probably doesn't look like this people have edited their photos please don't aspire to be that please don't like put pressure on you but it, it's impossible to get away from it because social media is such a key part of everyone's li- mm-hmm. lives at the moment mm-hmm. do you think it's tricky then because obviously like we all portray a certain type of 
lifestyle, especially, I guess you can say that for like Made oh. in Chelsea. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Everything you po- we post I've on never Instagram. Put a, a bad picture on Instagram ever. <laughs> My Instagram life is ridiculous. Yeah. I look like I'm living this like great, perfect life, but I can assure you it's fucking not. But mm-hmm. on Instagram, I think that's why TikTok maybe is a little bit better, but Instagram is the highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Have you ever posted a bad picture of yourself? Not intentionally. Maybe Georgia has <laughs> posted one of, <laughs> posted a bad one of me. She's she's definitely freeze framed me on a few few shots of like reels and things like that where yeah you know I've gone I've got like twenty chins or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but chins. I've That's never fine. done it to myself you know so yeah yeah it's, it's um <laughs> yeah Instagram I think is, is can be used as a fantastic tool especially if you're growing yeah. a, a business for sure but also can be a tool which I think can become incredibly destructive. Mm. What would you want? people to know about your life you know obviously they can look at your instagram and they can see you know you've been to amazing places you've got amazing oh, businesses get, yeah but what would ex- you want people to understand about really what's going on in your life behind the instagram facade oh um right how much what should i say um <laughs> oh god um i mean i i i mean I, I think i'm so lucky with what with what I do day to day with my businesses with the people I surround myself in I think I'm incredibly lucky but at the same time my life is not I I definitely have times where I can go incredibly sad where I'm dealing with my own stuff or I'm not happy with how things are going and I can at times put an incredible amount of pressure on myself and I get extremely overwhelmed with trying to do so many things all at once mm. and trying to get somewhere so quickly um, and I have to constantly tell myself to slow down and just like things will work out and I don't need to put this amount of pressure on myself. But I think that's just part of being in your 20s and like life yeah. is not perfect. And I think people watch us in these shows think, oh, they, they live on, what they do is go for coffee all the time and like just um, go to the gym and, and that's it. But actually there is, it, I think also with the show is living your life on the show and you're sharing intimate details of your relationship, your life, whatever it may be, your friendships that other people would never normally expose. What have you learned from that like overexposure then of your life? Because I think you've probably fast-tracked a, a lot of things that, you know, I think for a lot of people that have quite a few skeletons in the closet that they would absolutely never want the general public's opinion on. Everyone kind of has a bit of like a commentary on on your life. You know, you've kind of grown up in, in a different way than a lot of people in their 20s has. So every kind of mistake you've made, mm. any kind of thing you've done that people don't necessarily agree with, you've kind of got people's views on it how has that impacted your life to constantly have people commenting yeah there are people that comment on certain different things and I personally this this I don't know whether this is bizarre but I'd rather people if I'm on this on this show and I'm living my life on this show I'd rather people commenting than not commenting Mm-hmm. you don't want to be a show and no one fucking talks about it, yeah, right? True. Like you, yeah. want to, you want to be spoken about. So I feel like I don't take too much notice. And if people are giving me attention in certain ways, it doesn't really bother me. I know there's certain people on different shows and hate affects them massively, which I completely understand. But for me, honestly, I would like some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm joking. Some more like, hate. <laughs> we'll try and make that happen. Uh, I'm kidding. But no, I, would, I, I don't mind it. I, I think yeah. it's, um, it's interesting to hear people's point of views and mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we always say on the podcast that, and you kind of alluded to it there, that like absolutely no one in their 20s has got it all figured out. Everyone you see is working their way through something. They are trying to get better at something in their life. For you, what are you trying to get better at at this moment in time? What am I trying to get better at? Mm, that is such a difficult question. What am I trying to get better at? 
for me, it's not what I'm trying to get better at. It's I just want to look after myself better. Yeah. And I think for me to be the best possible Sam I can be is taking care of myself mm-hmm. and learning more about myself. And I feel like I've learned so much myself just in this year with what's what's gone on with my family and um, what's been going on with business. And it's like, I'm just trying to focus on me as much as I possibly can. And that can be difficult, especially when you're in a relationship and you're, you're working and suddenly these responsibilities rack up mm-hmm. and it's really difficult to actually just focus on you and look after yourself. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just taking care of myself and taking time for myself and realize what works for me. And, and, Life. I do see life as a bit of a performance when you're when I'm in meetings or whether I'm on a Zoom, whatever it may be. I, I want to wake up and be the best possible Sam I can be. Do mm-hmm. I achieve that all the time? Probably not, but that's what I try and do. Mm-hmm. Well, Sam, it's been amazing to chat to you on the podcast. That was so quick. I've, I could stay here all yeah. day. That was so quick. <laughs> We'd love to chat to you all day, honestly. Yeah. It's been amazing to chat to you on the podcast. But we always end the podcast in the same way and we ask every single guest this question and I'm fascinated to hear your answer. If you could look a 20-year-old Sam in the eye and give him just one piece of advice that would see him through his 20s, what yeah. would you say to him? What would I say to him? Um... Would I change that much? I'm not sure I would change that much. I feel like it's, that's part of growing up when all those, when you're growing up and you're going out, what I'd say, I would just say, be patient. Mm -hmm. I think things happen. And I think if you work hard and be patient, things will work out. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was younger, I was always just like consciously anxious. If things are going to work out, am I going to be the best possible Sam I can be? And I just think be patient and work hard. I think things will be okay. I think so many young people can relate to that because I think, it's something where, you know, you grow up and you kind of just expect that overnight, like I'm an adult now, I'm going to, everything's going to work itself out, but it takes time. Like it takes so much longer than you think it does, especially when you're trying to grow businesses, trying to grow careers and things like that. And you're constantly comparing to other stuff. Exactly. Your mates who may be doing a little bit better than you. And it's your constant. So I just think be patient and just work on yourself. And I, I, yeah, hopefully things work out. Some wise words and a truly changed Sam, I think, from, you know, early, earlier 20s. Not Maybe not yet, but yeah. we're getting there. We're I'm definitely a work in process. I'm definitely, I think, better than I yeah, used to be. Definitely. But um, thank you for guys for having me. I really do appreciate it.